This is Sex Med on ReachMD. We recently spoke with Dr. David Portman, founder and director emeritus of the Columbus Center for Women's Health Research, while on site at ReachMD's Innovation Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Here's his take on treating patients with genitourinary syndrome of menopause, or GSM, who have either had or have breast cancer. I think there's 250,000 women every year in the U.S. diagnosed with breast cancer. There's 3 million breast cancer survivors, many of those with very early disease and essentially cured, uh, who, who look at estrogen uh, as, as the culprit. Uh, you know, just because you had a, an estrogen-positive cancer doesn't mean that estrogen gave you the cancer. Uh, it meant that it, uh, some of its growth was driven by the estrogen at that time. Once it's gone, uh, there's really good uh, reason to believe that that patient shouldn't be at greater risk uh, simply by being on, on local vaginal estrogen. But that's a very hard conversation to get past because they really do see, if you think that the general population has fears about estrogen, the breast cancer survivor population is petrified. Uh, so, so that conversation doesn't go very far, although if you look at ASCO's recommendations, uh, they, they do say that if you've tried lubricants, moisturizers, sometimes you, you know, might think about vaginal dilators, and again, this is something that you need to get comfortable with. Uh, that can really help quite a bit for these patients. There have been uh, some decent studies with hyaluronic acid, which is uh, available now. It's a little expensive. Uh, the, the thing that I, I actually wrote an editorial about that I was really disturbed by is that one of the recommendations for these poor uh, women was topical lidocaine. Uh, so, you know, and even though it allowed for penetration, you know, the thought there is, is that, is that really any way to treat the problem uh, is to mask the pain? Because it's certainly not going to correct uh, all the underlying uh, tissue uh, changes. Um, what I what I, I truly believe would probably be the best solution, although I'd love to see more data, is intravaginal DHEA. Uh, and it's partly because of what I mentioned about the, um, the endometrium not expressing aromatase, so we didn't see any activity. If you have a woman on an aromatase inhibitor, uh, we should assume uh, that the DHEA uh, is not going to be converted in significant amounts uh, into available estrogens. Um, it, you will have androgens, and, and as I showed you, androgens play a big role in urogenital health, particularly the labia, the clitoral tissue, the vestibular tissue, which is where you get all of your uh, insertional dyspareunia. Um, so if, uh, if, in fact, uh, the androgen effect is enough, uh, even in the presence of aromatase inhibitors, uh, there's been some studies that have looked at intravaginal testosterone, and that has looked uh, beneficial, so there's no reason to believe it won't be. Uh, there are some ongoing studies. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, a conversation with the oncologist about why you're choosing uh, your, your treatment modality for those patients, uh, I think, makes a lot of sense. So those are some of the things that I think about when uh, I think about a breast cancer survivor. And then there's always uh, potential uh, use uh, of laser technology uh, in that particular population, I think would probably be the most useful. I don't like the idea of that as a, a first line in, for general populations with GSM, given how prevalent it is and how little we know about potential long-term uh, damage to tissue from, uh, from laser energy. Um, so I think that you know, if I was prioritizing, I would probably say 
intravaginal DHEA on a, makes most sense on women on aromatase inhibitors, although it deserves further study, uh, or very low-dose vaginal estrogens if I'm going to use things. And this is obviously after you've really exhausted counseling with, uh, with lubricants, moisturizers, and some of the, uh, the non-hormonal methods. You've been listening to Sex Med on ReachMD. To access other programs in this series, visit ReachMD.com slash SexMed, where you can be part of the knowledge.